I'm here to, to tell you what I feel in the spirit. And God springs up. And, and there has a lot to do with the sacrifice and the blood in the foundation, the altars that have been built, the memorials that God has not forgotten, the prayers that are mountainous before his throne. And this church has been positioned and continues to be positioned as a Holy Ghost fortress in this hour. It is not, it is not accidental as if it was some random act, but I think that it became indicative of spiritual things that your state, maybe it's, maybe it's more in the South than here, I don't know, but it's, it's been quite the thing that you guys have had to, had to put up with a python population in Florida. I mean, if it weren't bad enough, you got gators. I'm not talking about the football fans. I don't, I don't want to start Armageddon here tonight. Um, but you know, a python in the spiritual speaks of the psychic powers and witchcraft and divination. And I believe that God has positioned churches like this that operate in regions and in states and in communities because we have a tremendous hunger in our country for spiritual things, but it's the wrong spirituality. They are opening their spirits to things that appear to be friendly, but it will suffocate them. It will choke them. It will try to eat them whole, swallow them up in deception. But there are people in this room tonight God has you a part of this assembly fitly framed together because under the leadership and with the power that comes with submission to spiritual authority, you're going to have power to cut the heads off of these python spirits. Folks that are addicted to 1-800 numbers and psychic connections and tarot cards and, and the breweries of witchcraft and what can be conjured up and horoscopes that can be read, they just need an apostolic like you to walk into their dark world. And you may feel like you're not worthy, but that's kind of what I want to help you with tonight. You don't have to be the best speaker. You don't have to be an order. You, you don't have to be one of the fivefold ministry. But if you've got the Holy Ghost, you have a testimony worth telling. And don't you hold your tongue. I don't know why I'm on this. This is not even, I'm, I'm trying to get, as Brother Arnold would say, I'm trying to get to my sermon. <laughs> but I, I feel that in the timing of the Spirit, and sometimes you may not realize how God wants to use you, and somebody has been staggering down their path of human impossibility and addiction and maybe even suicidal thoughts. And all of a sudden, here you come at a crossroad. It just happens to be in the timing of the Spirit. 
could be an old friend you haven't seen for years. It might be a family member you haven't talked to, and all of a sudden they call you on the phone. I would just tell you, if that were to happen in the next few days, you be ready. You remember what this preacher said tonight. If you don't remember anything else, you remember that I need to be ready to say something to share my testimony. You don't have to get it theological. You don't have to get into a doctrinal debate. But God will anoint you to speak in to their deaf world where their hearing has been so numbed and desensitized by the things that are popular to the world and the tolerance culture and the sin and iniquity and lawlessness of this hour those that have no moral boundaries that have been pouring into these people and all of a sudden you begin to speak and they're going to feel things melt off of them. They're going to feel a cracking in the chains. They're going to feel a dislodging of some of the shackles and bonds that have been around their minds. But I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I want you to just lift your hands with me across this building. And I, I'm just praying, God, whoever it is that this is for tonight, just, just make them ready this week. Prepare them tonight prayerfully and prophetically for what might be passing their way this week. For somebody that may come across them or they may come across it. Could seem like it was random or accidental, but by divine appointment, you positioned them. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory. In the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of deception. I stand by the blood of Jesus against every agenda of darkness, every demonic strategy, everything of hell that is being conjured up every strategy of Satan, all of the Luciferian stuff that's being released on this generation. I pray, oh God, let the last day prophets and prophetesses arise in the church of the living God and let the discerning of spirits become a sharp sword. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You, you know what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now? I, I feel like that where the scripture said, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Don't you worry about how thick it is or how concrete it might be or titanium temptation. The Bible said it's sharper. It will cut through it. You know what it does? It divides asunder. I feel a, a prophetic moment here tonight that the Lord is saying, I'm going to use some of you to take words and teaching and training. The man of God is put in you, and it's going to be a sword in your hand to divide asunder, to separate deception from discernment. And somebody is going to be able to have clarity. They're going to be delivered from demonic confusion. Because you're going to share your testimony. Praise God. Come on, lift your hands and pray with me. In the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, don't let anything silence 
the testimony. Don't let anything mute their tongue. Don't let anything hold them back or put them in chains or reservation or feeling like they're not worthy or they're just going to fall flat on their face. I pray give them the expectations of the Spirit. Give them an anticipation of a divine anointing and a purpose God that will step in to that situation in the name of Jesus. Praise God. You feel like that's kind of for you? You might not even know. I'm telling you, you might not even know. Somebody might be thinking, yeah, you know what? This has kind of happened for me in the last few days. But some of you, you're not even quite aware yet of where God is going to position you. And you just think, well, maybe that was a wrong turn. And how did I end up here? And then you're going to find out. All things work together. You've been on God's GPS system. He had the coordinates exactly in the map of his purpose, exactly where you're supposed to be. In fact, I might be talking to somebody right now that, that maybe you're in between jobs. Maybe you're, not, maybe you're not working, you know, what you're qualified and what you got all the training and spent all the years and, you know, you could be laid off. I don't know. It could be something like that where, where you're, you're, you may be having to work just kind of a minimal job right now while you're waiting on another opportunity to open up. My point is this. This could be the most important place you've ever worked because you're there as a missionary. You're there as a church evangelist. It's not accidental. It's a divine appointment. It's a design of God. Would you lift your hands one more time and say, Lord, just let me be aware. I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity. I don't want to miss the moment in the spirit when you might speak to me and lay something upon my heart. I want to be ready to take what I've been trained with, what I've been taught to do, the vision of this church, put it as a sharp sword in my hand. And when it's time, we're going to cut through the curtain of darkness. Ha! We're going to set a stage for apostolic miracles. It's going to be a sign and a wonder of a conversion and a transformation of a soul that looked impossible. In the name of Jesus. To God, glory to God. Mm, just go. You can go ahead and be seated. I, I might get to the text. I might not. But there's there's something happening in the spirit here tonight, and I so appreciate Brother Walthall. Thank you for letting the Lord use you and and just kind of leading us. I, I felt just a bridging in the spirit a few moments ago. What if we just let God walk into the room? And this is a church that is no stranger to the prophetic and no stranger to an operation of the gifts of the Spirit and obviously done in decency and in order. And I want you to know there's an edification and a comfort and an exhortation in this room tonight. And, and God's trying to let somebody know, stop looking at the failure. Put your eyes forward. Set your hands on the plow. Don't look behind you. I know the devil's trying to give you an escape mentality, but there's a difference between an escape mentality and a discovery mentality. And some folks come into the church, and this is where people that have even lived for God for years, maybe you've got scars in your life, maybe you've got emotional damage. I mean, we've all got resumes in 2023. I mean, if you, if you want to, you know, well, I was raised uh, watching Hee Haw, 
And one of the songs they would sing on a weekly basis was, Bloom, despair, agony on me. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Well, that's not the child of God. Don't sing that song. That's not in your hymnal. Those should not be your lyrics. You are a child of God. You sing a song of victory. Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Hey, devil, you take your journalism, you take your diaries, you take all your indiscriminate stuff that you want to write down against the people of God. We're trashing all of that because the book tells us something different. We've got a word from God. We are a victorious people. When you're, living, when you're living in condemnation and shame, it's always looking over your shoulder. Well, I hope they don't find out about that. And I hope that doesn't catch up with me. There's always something on your trail. It's a bad memory. It's a sore wound. It's a bitterness. It's a resentment. It's something to get vindictive about. Somebody can just start talking about it, and you can go from a good mood to a bad mood in a split second. <laughs> kind of like road rage. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you will be like... You're whistling, you know, you're humming a song. You, you got like your favorite choir on the, you know, playing it and, and, and coming through the sound system and you're feeling good and then somebody cuts you off in traffic. You lost your Holy Ghost. You're ready to track them down and run them over. <laughs> we can let things get to us until all of a sudden we're distracted. We're distracted. God's trying to get us to pay attention to something, but we can't keep our awareness because we're too busy with an escape mentality. Looking over your, stop looking over your shoulder. God wants to use somebody this week. And if you're looking over your shoulder, you're going to miss what's in front of you. But you see, if I, if I say forgetting those things which are behind I'm pressing forward. There's a mark. I'm, I'm headed toward a goal. I, there's a prize up there. I, I can't be prize-minded if I'm past-oriented. Stop worrying about yesterday. Take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mix it all up in the blender of faith and say, I'm going forward. In Jesus' name. Because I'm going to keep doing that while I can. <laughs> Probably in the next five to ten years, I'll not be able to do that. Y'all will have to help me crawl out. But a discovery mentality is like if I'm looking, if I'm looking, what is that look at there? There's a key. I don't know what I'm going to need that for. But I'm on a path of righteousness. I'm on his course. I have his cause. I'm not going to be forgotten. I'm not going to be abandoned. He's the one that put me on this road. Did you forget where God brought you from? No, you didn't. You've been singing about it tonight. That's why some of you have so much appreciation and praise. It's because you can't forget where God brought you from. You can't forget how good you have it now. You can't forget that you were lost, but he put you on a road of restoration and revival. Well, look at this. What, what, what is this? Well, it's a little map. I don't know what I want to need that for. But you're, you're collecting stuff along the way, discovering things about yourself, about your God that you serve, 
I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, don't you let a failure of the past, don't you let mistakes that have riddled your life keep you from being used of God in the next few days or weeks when you've got a testimony worth telling. Why do you think the devil is spending so much time distracting you to begin with? Because he knows what power you possess. He knows the name in your arsenal. He knows the sword in your weaponry. He knows the authority you have in the word. And if you get to talking about it. My, my, my. You know, we don't teach, we don't teach predestination, not like, you know, some would think you're, you're born saved or you're born lost. But the Bible does teach predestination. And it's, it's this way. So let's say this aisle, well, let's, let's have it go somewhere interesting. Where do we want this aisle to go? You want it to go to the Bahamas? Okay, this aisle goes to the Bahamas. This aisle here goes where? Where are we going with the Paris? No, not over here. <laughs> France. <laughs> okay, so this one's going to Paris. All right, where are we going to take this? Where are we going with this one? Downtown Melbourne. That's the best you could come up with? No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I got a feeling there's very few coming on this path right here. But no, I'm thinking. But here's the deal. This path, if I get on this path, it's predestined for downtown Melbourne. So I can't get on this path and go, uh, where's the Eiffel Tower? Where's the Louvre? That, that's about as far as I can go. I don't, what, what else we're going to do there? Where's, where's Notre Dame? That's not in Paris, is it? It is in Paris. I got three things I know about Paris. And uh, coffee shops. <laughs> you can't get on this path heading to downtown Melbourne and expect to see the sights in Paris because this course is destined for something else. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a path to prosperity. This is a path to promise. This is a path to the new Jerusalem. As long as I stay on this course, it's predestined. No matter what storms I go through, it's predestined. It's going to take me to victory. You just stay in that river. You stay in that flow. You stay on that path. You stay obedient to the word of God. You don't let the devil cause you to trade the principles of truth for the passions of this world. You say, I'm going to stay on this course. And the devil will say, well, come on over here. I'm going to show you a shortcut. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't. Don't mess. Uh -uh. That's a broad way leading to destruction. You keep me on the straight and narrow. Come on, preacher, preach to me. Come on, man of God, bring me back to the altar. Come on, preach to me, Acts 2.38, and the power of the word of God and the necessity of a holy, righteous, and godly life. Preach it to me because I'm predestined to have revival and victory and breakthroughs. Sometimes, sometimes you'll think, I don't know if I can do it twice in one night. <laughs> he said, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, y'all be like in the morning when I'm walking like this. <laughs> My wife's having to carry the luggage to the airport. <laughs> she will not be doing that. <laughs> you, 
you've got some victories ahead of you. Stay on the path. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that you're not worthy for the moment. Is this helping anybody? Lift your hands to the Lord with me in Jesus' name. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to a spiritual breakthrough. Where are you headed? I'm on my way to the promises of God. Yeah, but you, you've been on this path for a long time. You've been praying that prayer for a long time. Well, I'm going to pray it again. That's the tenacity some of us need to get. Don't look at the clock. Stop counting the seconds. I know there's been seconds of suffering and hours of agony and minutes of misery and days of disappointment, but you just keep on walking that path because eventually you're going to get to the destination. Is it breakthrough? Is it revival? Is it somebody in your family that finally comes to the altar? I believe it. Just stay, just stay on the course. Let, let me have you. You come, you come, and uh, sir, can I get you? Come on, my fine-looking gentleman. You come down right here. All right. So let's see. I need a couple more. Come on, Melbourne. <laughs> All right. So we got four of us right here. All right. I want y'all to just turn around and face that way. All right. Okay. So. You come up here and get behind this fine gentleman. And uh, now they're all in line. Up here, this is, this is Blessingsville. I want to get to Blessingsville. Now, we're kind of like, I know we may not be going to Disney right now, but some of you used to go to Disney. You know when you went to Disney, um, I want you to move up just a little bit. That's how you did, wasn't it? Like I've been in this line for three hours and 45 minutes to get sick as a dog and throw up my hot dog on Space Mountain. <laughs> Why is it for amusements, we keep up with the person in front of us. We stay in line and ain't nobody going to break line. We get suspicious too. You know, somebody comes through like, oh, I'm trying to get up here to my, Yeah. And you, they never get to their family. They just walk right on up to the front and cheat and go on and cut. You've got like a revolt. But this is what happens. We're all in line. But if I'm not careful, I can get a bad spirit because I can say, what's your name, brother? I can say, how come Mike's at the front of the line? Huh? I don't understand why he's at the front of the line. I've prayed and fasted a long time about such and so. I don't know if he's put as much time into prayer and fasting as I have. You know what happens sometimes? Then we get out of line. And God's got an appointment for us. What we should be praying is, Lord, bless Mike. Mike is next. Mike's miracle's coming. So Mike, take your step. Boom. He gets his miracle, gets his touch. He shouts and dances and runs. I'm just speaking illustrations. Thank you, illustratively. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're done. You did it. Woo! See, if I get out of line, I miss my opportunity. I may miss the timing of my miracle because I'm too busy playing the comparison game. Comparison will do nothing but bring frustration, not fruit. Praise God, praise God. So instead of being incensed, 
Be inspired by the blessing of your brother. Be inspired by a miracle for that family. Even if you've been praying for it longer, as soon as they get their miracle, you shout and you dance and you say, you know why? Because my turn is coming. What, what's your name? Rashad. Like, I'm not, I'm, why do I want to re resist Rashad? What I need to be praying is, hurry up and get your blessing, Rashad. Hurry up and get on that Holy Ghost ride. Get on that Holy Ghost roller coaster anointing. All right, he's got his. Woo, we got it, we did it, we all right. Praise God. I'm back here going, all right, okay. My turn's coming. I'm going to show up to church next week and the week after and the week after that. I will be there. I'll be praying. I'll be worshiping. What's your name, good sir? Lawrence. Come on. It's Lawrence time. Again, why do I want to get into a debate? Why do I want to get vindictive? Why do I want to oppose Lawrence and slow the process down? Because I get a bad attitude. No, no, no. I got to be back here going rejoice with them that rejoice. Come on. Boom. Lawrence has turned. Lawrence just got his blessing. <laughs> some of y'all are like, some of y'all like, they better not shut this ride down. I've been in this line way too long. I, I don't care if there's a hurricane coming. I'm riding this ride. Hey, don't you shut that ride down. Well, we just saw lightning. Yeah. After I ride it, you can shut it down. I just got one more. Stay in line. Your miracle's coming. The Lord sent me to tell somebody tonight, your turn is just a few feet away. But if you get bitter, if you get upset, if you get frustrated, if you get this close and all of a sudden decide, I'm done, forget it. What, you've been in line three hours and 45 minutes? You're one more person away from getting on your ride, your experience, your Holy Ghost amusement, and you're going to walk away now? You're going to leave it alone now? No. What's your name, sir? Paul. Come on, Paul. All the way to downtown Melbourne. I'm going to make it. <laughs> he gets his blessing. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? The Holy Ghost wants somebody to know you've stood in line. He's heard your prayer. He's watched your faithfulness. He has seen you rejoice with others. But guess what? Your miracle's coming. Your breakthrough's on the way. Some of you are next. You're next. Don't get out of line. Don't miss your road. Don't miss your opportunity. Lift your hands. Lift your hands across this building. He I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Somebody that's been waiting on God. And they've watched others mount up with wings as eagles. They've watched others get inspired and give their testimonies of miracle healings, terminal diseases that have melted away. But God wants you to know it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your time. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and worship him.
in the name of Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost when I was 12 and started preaching when I was 13. My mom and dad were not in the church. About three years in, they got in the church, got the Holy Ghost. But several years later, they got out of the church, got divorced, and it started this journey. My mother got remarried in 1994, but I watched God take a hurtful and shameful situation and I baptized my stepdad in the year 2000 in Jesus' name. And when he came out of the water, that water was just dripping off that bald head and down into the beard and he'd talk in tongues and then he'd stop and say, woo, I've been looking for this my whole life and he'd talk in tongues some more. And then he'd say, woo, I've been looking for this my whole life. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen after a 12-week Bible study. It happened after years of prayer and fasting and interceding. My dad, this is kind of strange, he remarries his first wife. See, he had a first marriage before he married my mother, 1967. So I got four, three half-brothers and a half-sister. And, and so her third husband, my stepmother, he died of a massive heart attack sitting and having breakfast one morning. So in 2002, my dad and step, they got remarried. Whew, I was like in the twilight zone. Doo, 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 doo. But I went and preached a revival down in that area. Several of those family members came, got the Holy Ghost. My stepmother was baptized in the name of Jesus. She died in 2016 saved and empowered by the name of Jesus. 2018, my stepfather died, saved and empowered by the Holy Ghost. It didn't happen overnight, but we just stayed in line. We stayed in alignment with a promise. We stayed on a path until God did everything that he said he would do. It may look impossible, but if you've got a prophecy, God will defy the devil. God will defy the odds. Lift your hands across this place. Who am I talking to right now? Who am I talking to? Come on down here. Who am I talking to right now? Who feels in the spirit that it's your turn for your family and it's your turn for your miracle and it's your turn for breakthroughs that you're going to see in the coming weeks and months. Things that you have waited an entire lifetime for. Things that you've mapped out and been patiently waiting and you have sought the Lord with consistency. You have travailed. You have spent the days and the hours interceding and crying out to God but the investment's coming back. The return is on its way. The things that you feel like have been lost, have been deposited in the mind of God, and he's getting ready to bring a demonstration. Come on, I want you to get with somebody. Get with somebody and begin to pray. I release it in Jesus' name. I released a gift of faith in this altar. I release an anointing upon the people of God to declare and encourage and empower one another by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not going to let my revival become resentment. I'm not going to let my prayer life become...
become things that are forgotten. I'm not walking away this close to the rapture. I'm not giving up this close to a miracle. Ha. Oh God, save. Oh God, deliver them. Oh God, set them free. Oh God, let liberty come where there's been bondage. Oh God, set that addict free. Break the chains of that bondage. Bring them out of the darkness into the marvelous light that we've been praying for, that we've been spotlighting, that we have been interceding for. Oh God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't let up. Some of you got to press just a little bit. Just pray a little bit more. It's one more declaration. It's one more brick laid upon the building. One more added to a stronghold of faith that won't give up, that won't turn back, that won't settle for less. God, do it for my family. Do it for my faith. Do it for our finances. Do it for those that feel alone and afraid and too fearful to give it another try. I pray, oh God, that they'll try it again and they'll walk that way again and they will believe again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's it, friend. Turn it loose. Turn it loose. I've got a determination. I won't stop praying. I've got a determination. I will not cease to be faithful to the church. You'll see me in the next prayer meeting. You'll see me in the next Bible study. You'll see me in the next altar call. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. I believe some of you are seeing it. I believe some of you are seeing a finish line. I believe some of you are seeing the goal about to be reached.
Jesus. 